What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. We are talking all things resistance training for youth athletes, strength and conditioning, individualized programming for CrossFitters, and what it takes to get an athlete to the CrossFit Games on today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is your host, Hannah Briel, and I am so excited to introduce Jared Shaw. Jared Shaw, a great friend of mine, is the strength and conditioning coordinator at Oceanside Collegiate Academy here in Mount Pleasant. And when he's not spending his time building stronger, more athletic, and durable youth athletes, he is building better CrossFitters through individualized coaching and programming. And he's actually doing today's podcast from the CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin. So I'm really excited that I finally pinned him down for an episode. So I asked him a lot. I asked him about youth athletes. What are we doing wrong? What could we be doing better? What do youth athletes need? What's your philosophy when it comes to training in-season versus off-season, and then, of course, we talk a lot about CrossFit, how Jared got himself and his athletes to the games in the same year and what that was like, why people need individualized programming, and the difference between working out and training. Jared's also got a super exciting announcement at the end of this episode about a new way to work with him. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. This one is going to be fun. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am really excited for today's episode. I have tried to get this person on the podcast a few times, but he is just in high demand. Live coming from the CrossFit Games, on today's episode, we have Jared Shaw, the Strength and Conditioning Coordinator at Oceanside, and also one of my really good friends. Welcome, Jared. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for finally doing (laughs) this. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, the trying to do it the day after 4th of July. The day after the 4th, yeah, that was tough. <laughs> probably just like bad planning on, on our part. It sounded yeah. good. We had a good 4th together, but then it was like, nah. Yeah, we should have recorded it on the 4th. <laughs> yes, we should have. It would have looked boat, yeah. <laughs> way different. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you do here in Charleston and what you do as a strength and conditioning coordinator for Oceanside? I basically have every sports team at Oceanside that their head coach wants them to participate in strength conditioning. And they send, they basically send their kids to me. So Oceanside doesn't have like PE class. Um, That's a cool thing about our school. They take four uh, high school or college credits that they need. Um, And it legit runs like a college. So girl soccer will show up to me at 11 and I don't have to like take attendance or put in grades or take role or anything like that. The kids that show up to me at 11, they leave at 12, we get better. And uh, if they come on Tuesday, I'll see them again on Thursday. So it's basically just strength and conditioning sessions for every sports team at Oceanside. So you're in charge of like writing all the programs for all the different sports, whether right. they're in off season or in the season and for running the like actual strength and conditioning class itself. Yeah, I, I, I write all the programming and um, 
and, and run it, run it myself. Yep. It's just me. So let's take it back way back when to like how you just got even introduced to the world of strength and conditioning, CrossFit athletics. Like when did all that start for you? Um, okay. So my gosh, <laughs> after my eighth grade football season, me and a couple of guys, our, our head football coach would take us to the high school and start lifting. And he taught us to, you know, it was very classic, like bench press and power clean. And I was like obsessed with it. Um, and, and I know for a fact, that's why I became, um, so in love with the sport of CrossFit. I was, you know, right when the season was over, I would force myself to take a week off, uh, right when football was over and I'd go, I'd go sit in my room and, and try to get as bored as I possibly could. Um, just because I knew it'd be beneficial, which is crazy now that we're still using these same principles. I was like in ninth grade doing this. Um, and then I would just start. I was so excited to start the off season because um, I, I just loved, I loved the process. And so I, would, I, would, I would say that started in ninth grade. And so you kind of just like. Eighth grade summer. Yep. Fell into this because someone taught you how to do it. And yeah, then yeah. A high school coach brought us to, um, or my middle school coach brought me to the high school and a couple of us lifted. And then, you know, really a couple of weeks later, we, we had summer workouts starting for, you know, uh, the high school football team. And whenever, whenever high school football workouts started, I just, I, I became obsessed and we go through the season. And obviously during the season, we don't lift as much, um, ninth grade PE class. If you played football, you go to weightlifting and I just, I loved it. And, uh, and we didn't lift as much in the season. Um, there wasn't so much progression back in the day, we'll say. Um, but right when the season was over, I was ready to rock it. Like it, I was so sad because football was my everything, but I also was like, oh gosh, I can't wait. I love the off season. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what were you more excited for playing <laughs> or training? Uh, it, it like all fit, it fed off each other. I, I feel like I worked so hard in the off season that every time I made a big play in the year, it just like all erupted because of all the hard work that I put in. And, and that it was all like really me doing my own research. And, and it's so funny that I still use these same philosophies today. Like if you come into, if you come into Oceanside on a Monday, we're working acceleration. If you come into Oceanside on a Tuesday, we're doing change of direction. If you come into Oceanside on Wednesday, we're jumping. And those are the things I did in ninth grade teaching myself. I was like, I can't just do box jumps every single day. I was like, so what can I do on Monday? Um, I would work like, say, my acceleration. And then Tuesday, I would work like maybe my footwork and my change of direction. On Wednesday, I try to work on my vertical, like different things like that. And on Thursday, maybe, um, you know, by the time that fourth day rolled around, I'd work on some more technical things, like have my quarterback come out and run routes with me and work on like some football type stuff. So it's, it's so funny that gosh, like 15 years later, I'm using these same principles still today, just probably a little bit more efficiently. And <laughs> I, I, I know just a little bit more, we'll say. Just, just a little bit more. A little yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like 15 years later, how much has changed in the like youth athlete strength and conditioning world? Uh, it probably went, well, probably full circle, really. Or wait, complete 180, we'll say. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, so like everything's changed. Or just like... <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, you get thrown into the fire and it's how heavy can you go bench squat, power clean, deadlift. And now it's like, I take these kids through a foundational phase and we try to do a whole bunch of reps at lightweight. And then, you know, um, like just using the power clean, uh, my eighth grade coach brought me in and we built up to like a heavy power clean the first <laughs> oh, day we learned how God. to do it. <clears throat> now after football season, we get done in early December. Um, so we start back in January, we RDL first. And then we do like RDL with a shrug, high pull. And my kids are like, coach, can we please start power cleaning? And then like month four, I'll let them power clean or hang clean. We don't power clean at my school. Um, so it's just like that progression is now probably night and day from back when I was in high school. Yeah. So like there's some more like thought, some more breakdown. Yeah, it's not just go as heavy as you can. And if you catch it out like a starfish with your knees caving, it's heck yeah. You stood that thing up. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, by the time those kids actually get the, the turnover, the power clean, all their technique is pretty, is pretty good. Yeah. Like they look amazing. They look great. Right. Yeah. I feel like maybe because you played football, like you were introduced to this a little bit more, but like, how common is it that an eighth grader who plays any sport is introduced to weightlifting? 
probably not very common, especially in, in, in Mount Pleasant, I would say. Not to call out all my kids <laughs> or their parents, but they play their sports so year round that they don't lift. Yeah. And, and then they wonder why they feel banged up by their junior and senior year. Um, or even by like their sophomore year, they have like this nagging injury um, because they are in sports specific, high intensity year round. Um, and so at eighth grade lifting rare, I would say, because yeah. by that point they're playing uh, middle school baseball or some of those kids are probably playing JV baseball. And then we're done with that. They're playing travel baseball the rest of the year. The only time they're not playing baseball is when their family's like on vacation or something. So rare. So they're, they're not even playing other sports. Not really. Not, at, not um, like at my school. It's, it's, we got a couple, actually our two best athletes, funny enough, um, yeah. who have broken like all our lifting records. They, they both play basketball too. And it's cool. And they actually both broke the bench record. Like during basketball season, they've come in lift and they go play basketball. Um, they're both big guys. Um, I mean, they contribute on the basketball team, but really it's for like, they, they, you know, they help them keep in shape. It's great for hand-eye coordination. And they say all those things. That's why they do it. They know they're playing college football, mm -hmm. but they still go play basketball. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I know that like, we are definitely past this, but like, where, where are people at with youth athletes shouldn't strength train? Or, like kids shouldn't be strength training. Cause when I was in high school, like people were still like, Oh no, you have to be doing it this way. You have to be this age. Like where do you see most people kind of feeling with that now? I think, I think parents are on like one side or the other, but I do think parents now are, are interested. They just want their kids to like have the right coach. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's so much more of parents are like, Oh, lifting is bad for your back or knees and it'll stunt your growth. I, I think there's less of that now. They just don't know what to do about it. Right. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I get parents emailing me and say, Hey, my daughter needs this. Can I was like, yeah, well, I have weightlifting for volleyball players. Tell your daughter to come to volleyball weightlifting. Um, but so really, I think that's it. I think there's, there's less of uh, like parents, like don't want their kids to lift anymore and uh, they are interested in it. But again, the kids are playing their sports specifics all year round. There's just no time for it. Um, yeah. So if that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's not the, the fear of like, oh, you're going to stunt your growth. I do remember that. It's like, yep. because people are just playing so much, there's nowhere to put it. Right. Or yeah. it's like, uh, well, like we, we only offer strength conditioning sessions for certain teams. Like at, they have their designated time. So mm -hmm. like if they can't make it, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like overall, the fact that we, the fact that there is a, a high school here that like pushes so hard for strength and conditioning, because like, I know there's a lot of high schools that don't, they don't have it at all other than like the football team, the football team mm -hmm. always gets it. Mm -hmm. The fact that like where there's just a high school here that I think is really setting the standard. I think people are starting to understand like how important it is. And they like, just what you said, they want their kids to do it. They want their kids to be involved, but they don't know where to go. And they don't, know where to put it because they're so busy traveling and playing and recovering from that. Yeah. I think the other side I was, um, that I forgot this, what I was trying to think of, I think there's less of the whole stunt your growth thing. And I think on our, at our school, it's almost more so of there's some parents that have their kids come to me and then they also like have them lift in their garage. And they also have a guy they're paying a hundred dollars a session to to work on like their footwork or something like outside of me so they have they're doing like three training sessions in a day and they're practicing with their sport so I think there's a, a lot of that going on at my school that um I try to talk to the parents about and I, I try to really talk to the players about but of course the strength conditioning coach is going to tell you to only do their thing you know and I I tell them all the time I was like I have no ego I want y'all to, to be the best athlete you possibly can. If you have somebody that can help you outside of me, that's great. But just make sure that that, that person you're paying $100 a session to has a plan for you and they're not going to have you back squat just because they have back squat on their mind mm. and we back squatted today. That's, I was like, that's all I ask of y'all. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like if you're um, going to do all these things and make, make sure they're at least like complimenting each other. Yes, yeah. I'm like, man, if you if we had our big back squat day and I'm asking y'all like, man, guys, I really need y'all to bring it today because we have a week off next week. 
don't later that day go to your one-on-one speed coach and have you run like max effort 110s or something like that I'm like or like you're doing max jumping on that day like please don't do that like have them work maybe like some more technique and things so I try to tell them that but you know 16 or 14 15 year olds don't feel anything until then they're 17 18 already feeling it um like we'll be going through our warm-up in the morning and they'll be sounding like old men sitting down in a recliner I'm like y'all sound older I was like y'all warm up y'all need more warm-up than I do I was like that's something's wrong there I was like y'all are either not eating sleeping you're not hydrating enough you're doing way too much um I was like, cause me, man, I hit a few world's greatest stretches and I'm ready to lift. And I was like, I'm freaking 32 years old. <laughs> and just take a walk in the sunshine. And yeah, I go. Take a walk. yeah. After I'm done coaching y'all really, I could put a bar on my back and get rolling. I was like, why do y'all take so long? So it sounds like now we're like subscribing to the philosophy of more is better. More is better. Yeah. Now, cause and it's only going to get worse now that college athletes are getting paid. Oh, why is that? What do you mean? Like, uh, why is it going to get worse? Because parents are like, oh, you're going to college. Like you can get a sponsor. Like these people can pay you uh, and at like 18 years old. So now it's not like, all right, let's get our kid to college. And then they're in the hands of a strength conditioning coach. And then maybe four years later, he'll be a professional athlete. No, these kids are getting paid at 18. So it's like, <laughs> um, I think now, like, so they're going to be like, oh, you're pretty good at baseball. Okay. We're only going to do that at starting at five and oh my god you know <laughs> yeah so like now there, there's even more hands-on like there's more cooks in the kitchen there's more things we're going to do to make you better at baseball mm-hmm. and like at what point is there a diminishing return right how do you and have that right. conversation <laughs> yeah I <laughs> it, it's it's tough because I've, I've t- I know I've talked to some parents and then like the kid will come in the next day and say oh I squatted with so-and-so so much I couldn't even walk the next day and they think it's like funny I'm like do you like so that next day could you become a better football player like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like did that help you with football because that's the goal right that's why we're squatting is to be a better football player um so that's that's what's tough yeah and like the kids probably don't really know any better mm-hmm. no they're like sore good yeah they're like yeah I did mm-hmm. so much you'd be so mm-hmm. proud yeah and it's like all the you know, and Instagram's tough too. The they see these uh, college athletes doing drills in the sand, and then it's like you'll see a strength coach who has a brain, and they're like, "Oh, you ran in the sand, so you, you ran slow today. So you do you want to get slower because you ran in the sand?" And they, uh, you know, you'll they'll see these D one guys that are like, "Yeah, we're putting in this work," and they'll be doing the, the most epic one I ever saw <clears throat> was. One guy, I can't remember what college it was. I mean, he's like putting in work today. They were doing the 5-10-5, which is called the pro agility. It's tested at the combine. You basically run five yards to the right, 10 yards to the left, and back five yards. It's tested at the NFL combine and yeah. all these little camps that these high schoolers go to. And his technique was so bad, but he was running in the sand, so it looked cool. Yeah. He was like, he was, so you're not supposed to do like a full 360 on the first five yards because that kills your time. You're supposed to stay square to the line. And if I'm running to the right, I touch with my right hand. And his technique was so bad. And I was just like, I was like, but you're in the sand and you're posting on Instagram and it looks cool. You got bands and crap all over your waist. I was like, oh my God, this is brutal. There's like an orange cone, like an orange ladder oh, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> right. Orange cone, had a parachute on. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> pulling me with a band. Pulling you with a band, but can't back squat 95 pounds to parallel. Oof. Yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Like what's what's the point of running in the sand? Like, is your sport in the sand? Yeah. Right. True. Like volleyball, like sand volleyball for sure. Like run Mm -hmm. in the sand, like get, get good at that. You have to build endurance at playing in an hour in the sand. Yeah. But like, have, have we just gotten so bored with the simple stuff that Mm -hmm. we're like trying to find the next new thing? Like, Oh, I became a college athlete because I ran in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants their like thing. Like Matt Frazier eats Snickers in between events. So that's cool. Like, you yes. know, <laughs> that sounds great. It sounds like a great <laughs> life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, there's, there's so many options now too. It's mm-hmm. like, there's so many, there's right. a speed coach, there's a strength and conditioning coach. There's a recovery coach. There's a, I don't know. There's all my of these dad, coaches. There's the, my volleyball coach. There's my assistant volleyball coach. Sometimes they're not on the same page. Then there's my travel coach. Um, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you approach programming, possibly like knowing that 
there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but like also just because you're programming for a lot of different sports that are in a lot of different seasons. Like, what is that process like for you? I went to this summer and kind of, I had a two day split. I was like, what are like my money makers? What, what are six lifts, like two main lifts. And then I'll put them on like a three uh, part like circuit or uh, like C1, B1, B2, B3, where if they come in on Tuesday and Thursday consistently, that will become better athletes. Mm. And I went to that this summer because, uh, you know, one week somebody would go on vacation and then we have 4th of July week off and we were on a dead week last week. Mm. And then it was uh, somebody just didn't feel like coming one day. So then they missed two weeks. So I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. As really opposed to, you can't take anybody through a progression like that. So on Monday or on say on, I have a Tuesday, Thursday split on Tuesday, we would trap our deadlift. So we do a, like a, a hinge based movement. Mm-hmm. And then our secondary movement would be a, uh, uh, we did rear foot elevated split squat, a landmine press. And then a, um, I really want my girls to get pull-ups. So we've been um, big into pull-ups like banded pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And then we, what did, depending on what sport you played, uh, part C would be like a little bit more sport specific. Cause I have some groups like lacrosse and, um, soccer, like lift together or mm-hmm. like a couple sports teams lift together. I'll put C, um, maybe a little bit more sport specific, or I'll just make C like midline, like a little challenge with the group and have a little yeah. group bonding, get a break and get out of there. Then Thursday, um we have been waving like alternating back squat and front squat um oof and our secondary movement would be a hinge because our our big hinge was tuesday so secondary would be a like single leg rdl and then if we vertical pressed on tuesday we might do like a single arm bench press and then we vertical pulled on tuesday we might do like a bird dog row or a row or something mm-hmm. um and then again finish with like a midline challenge or give the baseball guy some shoulder work make sure my ladies, uh, girl soccer, get in like their calf raises and, um, things like that. But I was like, all right, we're going to do these six things and going to do them really well. Cause I don't know if you're going to show up one day or not. And then I might like, um, if this is always on Tuesday and this is always on Thursday next week, I might flip it. So you might do like, if you show up every day, you might do it back to back like Thursday and Tuesday, but that person that only shows up on Tuesday is going to get that in um like and i'll make sure i flip it on them if that makes sense yeah so that they Um, there's a lot of like repetition and progression there because yeah summer's around here like you're gone oh you're busy oh you're gone oh you're traveling yeah Yeah. you if you miss one day then we went so say you missed the week off the week you missed a day the week before the fourth of july Mm -hmm. then i don't see you to the week so you just lifted on tuesday you missed thursday you had the 4th of July week off. So I don't see, so really it's like, what did we get better at? You know? So then I, I just went to like, we're going to do these six things and we're going to do them really well. Um, like if you show up or not, because if I don't see you for 14 days and you come back, you know, on Tuesdays we do this or Tuesday or Thursdays, we do this, you know, you can fall right back in the routine. You can progress it based off. If you haven't been here for 14 days, or if you were here every day, you know, we used a 45 and a 10. Let's try to go up a little bit next time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, and it, I try to make it that simple for him because this summer was a little inconsistent. And uh, so I had to figure out like what's best for myself yeah. and uh, what's best for like the, the, the teams and individuals. How do you approach programming when they're in season? It's like intensity can stay high, but the volume is a lot lower. So okay. we might, and I also, I try to wave it and find out when like their bye weeks are and find out like if they're playing a team that's not like very good. Um, we'll say in our, our, our big time guys might only play like two quarters, okay. um, but it might be like three sets of three back squats hmm. at like 70%. And I'm like, you're going down under control, but coming up like you're about to jump through the roof. Cause it's just three sets of three at 70%. And then next week might be like three sets of two at 80%. And then we might wave back down to like 
three by five at 60%. And then just like continue on that and really stay like that all year. Um, and we had a guy, Timmy, uh, who has our back squat record. He actually PR'd at the end of the season last year. Um, Dang, that's awesome. Just doing exactly what I told him to. And it's like, oh, well, you know, he's in high school. He, he PR'd his back squat. His PR before was 500 pounds. So Dang. it's not like that's not an easy task to PR from that level, right? Yeah. Um, and he hit 520 after the season, I was like, that was our pre-test. I was like, you aren't supposed to PR then. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, he, yeah, he, he asked me at the end of the summer, he's like, can I at least try 550? I know I can hit. I'm like, no, I was like, we're not doing that. I was like, I need you like primed and ready to play. It's, it's not necessary. Um, but so that's how we do it. We might go like three, three by four, 70, 70%, 60%. And my, my biggest thing is asking them to be like control on the way down and move the bar as fast as you possibly can to get like everything stimulated that we can. Um, if you just go through the motions at three by four, 60%, we're probably not going to get any better. Um, yeah. As long as we're moving the bar fast, keep the volume down and, and um, intensity high, we'll be good because they should be more. And I tell them this, I was like, guys, we're going to be in and out of here in 25 minutes. Hmm. Your whole focus should be your sport now. Like, yeah. I don't want, I don't want y'all to have to think about like, Oh, we got to go to weightlifting coach. Y'all going to do that. Like, I don't want y'all to think about that. Cause that's not me doing my job. I'm trying to put out like these prize ponies for these coaches to, um, you know, for them to put their hands on it and, and uh, to, you know, be good at the, on the court or the field. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's intensity high volume low and we're in and out of there. So y'all can focus on eating and hydrating and get ready for practice. Yeah. I think what is really cool and like what a lot of people don't know is that they're still strength training during the season. Like, starting the sport doesn't mean that you just forget everything else. It just means the priority switches. Right. What is like, I can't remember the percentage, but, um, I was, I was reading something one day about how, Oh, they did a test, uh, like somebody tested their numbers like preseason and obviously right after the season and how much they drastically about with guys who lifted and who didn't lift. And yeah. so I'm like, guys, if we can even just maintain, I was like, cause our, our teams are state championship level teams. I was like, so dude, that's like four months. So if we can just stay the same, even like even just stay the same, we will be so much more faster and stronger and and, and in shape than the team that we're going to play in the state championship if they don't take weightlifting seriously. Um, like, so I, I think that's so beneficial. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing if every year you just get worse and you have to build it back up and then you just stop and then you just get worse and you have to build it back up. You're never getting better. Right. Yeah. As a high schooler, as a high school, you're probably getting slightly better, but like this wave, I'm like, like each peak probably as a high schooler, just because you're getting older is, is a little higher, but man, if you just kept it the entire time, you'd be, it, it would just be that much greater. We'll say by, by your senior year. And I think some of these kids, it takes them so many, it, like a few years to realize that. And it, by that time it's too late um, when they could have been building a huge foundation their freshman and sophomore year. What do you see us like, what are we doing wrong with youth athletes? What can we be doing better? Probably trying to encourage them to play more sports. Man, it's so tough. Um, and like different sports, I would say, or like progression. Let's see, let me think about this. <laughs> trying to teach a kid to shoot a jump shot properly as opposed to having them shoot with two hands just to win a game when they're six years old. That's is what we need to be doing. Like, dude, if my son airballs every shot, but learns to get the strength to shoot like this, I'm gonna be like, that's okay. All right. As opposed to Johnny, um, recley hero scoring 20, <laughs> 20 baskets like this, because I'll be sitting over those bleachers. I'm like, okay. All right. And then when we get to high school, my son is dropping yeah. straight buckets, 90 degrees. Um, you know, I think things like that. And, uh, even if, even if you're not going to win your seven-year-old baseball game, like don't let your kid pitch all six innings or how long they play. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah. have that kid pitch two innings and let somebody else pitch, man. Like you're going to throw your kid's shoulder out, like, um, making sure they progress. Like he threw 40 pitches this week. He, he needs to throw maybe 50 pitches next week at like max effort. It's like, um, and then, like, at our level, we had a head coach's meeting um, right before summer. But just being more on page with 
All right, Hannah, you're the head volleyball coach at Oceanside. Y'all know you're coming to my weightlifting session today. You know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you lift. Can it? Can Tuesdays and Thursdays be a technique-based practice? Mm. Um, things like that, where it's not like, you know, sometimes I have my girls come in from lacrosse and it's not even their season. And they're like, coach, y'all, we are dead right now. I'm like, you're supposed, we, we're lifting in 15 minutes. I was like, why is your practice so hard? Um, little, little things like that is definitely like things we could be doing better as like a community. So like being on the same page, same page. Yes. And also coaches, travel coach, strength coach, or trainer, whoever you hire. A lot of different same page somehow, some way. Find yeah. a way because it's it's not about us. It's about your kid. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly it. Like it sounds like also just approaching this from like how are we going to build a better athlete, mm-hmm. not just a better pitcher? Because Johnny's kind of good at pitching at seven. Like yeah. who really cares what Johnny is that good at at seven if he sucks at everything else? Right. Like or he throws we, his arm out by the time he's nine. Yeah, and then he can't yeah. ever pitch again. Like yeah. build an athlete. All right. He's pitching 60 miles per hour at in ninth grade. But by the time he's a senior, he's only pitching 67. Like I was like, cause he peaked when he was in ninth grade. You had him (laughs) pitching since he was four. (laughs) That sounds miserable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit, especially as we're talking about like building athletes. So there's something else. And you know, you're, you're live from the CrossFit games right now. There's something else you, you spend a ton of your time on. Can you tell me more about, what it's like to program for people, whether it's for CrossFit, for performance or looking and feeling good. What is that like for you? Um, my, my first question to all my athletes is what's their, what's their goal. Um, and, and from there I get a, because I have my own, I wouldn't say coaching philosophy. I've kind of learned from everybody that I've, I've followed and that's usually how it works. Um, once I figure out an athlete's goal, we, uh, you know, I kind of get the, brain going and it goes from there but um i guess i guess that would be it is there anything else i need to say to answer that question (laughs) (laughs) where did so i think every like remote coach remote programmer started with like a google sheet or like a note in your phone yeah where did all of this start started out yeah i started out with my buddy dolan shout out to dolan dolan Jason Lehman, who was my defensive backs coach in high school, and one other guy, Tyler Clippa, who was a year younger than me in high school, who went to Fort Mill High. We started out in a group message. I honestly don't even know how this like began. And then also with, um, I, I started out pretty early on talking with uh, Jr. at CrossFit Crash about about programming, and uh, and us four in a group message. Like I would just text him the workouts each day and we'd, we'd all go do it and talk about our scores at the end of the night. And that's, that's literally how it started. And when I was in Bluffton, South Carolina, then I got the head coaching job at Carolina CrossFit in Columbia, where it had a lot bigger um, competitive group. And when I was there for the first week, I was like, oh my gosh, there's like 20 pretty good people here. I was in this gigantic facility with open gym all day. I was like, there should be something special here. So it grew to... Uh, we had like 20 people in our, in our, in our comp group. We, you know, we called it very simply and we had a whiteboard in the back and every day, like after my seven 30 class, I'd go write the workout on the board and anybody from 5.00 AM to our big group, obviously when everybody got off work was at five 30, we'd have 20 people throwing down in the back. Um, and it was cool to see, like, as I'm coaching the five 30 group, I got this, this, this group of 20, you know, locally competitive athletes. Um, one of them now is my fiance competing at the CrossFit games doing like something that I wrote and I'm like, why are these people trusting me? It's just like, it's crazy. It's like to think about even today now with the, with the level of people I program for, it's like, man, this person's trusted in like their whole year with me. And that's um, sometimes it's tough to, to kind of think about. And, um, but it's also very, it's, it's a cool, like stress to have, we'll say. Yeah. I mean, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Right. They're just trusting their entire season in, in my hands. <laughs> when did you find CrossFit? Um, so the, the best man at my wedding, um, my, uh, yeah, my best man introduced it to me, my senior year of college, Okay, was getting into it like 2012. And, uh, he's always like a freak athlete, really into fitness. Um, 
And so it naturally it clicked for him. I was, so I was in the spring of my senior year playing football at South Carolina. And uh, so spring practice is not as hectic as like the fall. And we, and after winter lifting, the, the lifting is also not as hectic until summer starts. So me and him would, we would go to Strom. Um, I had a key card to get into the USC's weight room, uh, the football facility. And uh, now looking back on, I don't think he was allowed in there, but we'd go in there like at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night and oh God. be doing things that we saw Rich Running do on YouTube. Oh no. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's really how it started. And I loved it, man. Um, and ironically enough, I had like the best spring I ever had at, at USC. And then, but then when, summer workout started it carried over like I was like fitter than everybody it was great um on our like 300 shuttle test we had a what's called a half gasser test which is basically run the width of the field and back and I felt good in all those things and then um that was actually like the first year I traveled with the football team so it was just hard to like do CrossFit too and all that time mm -hmm. then after football ended I was it. I was just one of those athletes. I was like, yeah, I'm never like power cleaning or squatting ever again. I'm just going to bench and do curls and, you know, whatever. So then I moved to Spartanburg uh, to finish my PE degree. And I'm there for like a week of doing that bench and curls. And I was like, I am bored to death. Yeah. And my, and my buddy Nick was now like a head coach at a CrossFit gym already. And he's like, dude, just go join CrossFit Spartanburg. Just go try it out. So I went and I joined it. And from there it was over. Uh, I, I was hooked. So like going from just starting CrossFit, really liking it, and then coaching CrossFit, like writing your workouts on the back, up in the back whiteboard, and now programming for people that go to the CrossFit games. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, you should give yourself some kudos. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, uh, so I probably wrote, I would say wrote my first workout in that little group message, probably like 2000. So I moved down like early 17 like 16 yeah um and then then i picked up like a few clients not a few clients it was it was pretty much the comp group um in 2017 at in columbia and it kind of kind of took off from there i think katie hood was my first individual um, oh, wow. she was like she was all in the comp group she was all in and it, it was a tough transition at first she was like but you know when every time you write bar muscle ups i can't do that and i'm sick of it yeah so she basically went individual individualized programming because of how much she loved our comp group in the back and she just like i just want to play with everybody can you help me get there and she yeah. was my first individual client um so that that was cool close the gap baby close the gap yeah <laughs> fill your holes <laughs> I, I still remember the day my uh my fiance came and asked me to be her coach it was the cutest thing in the world um katie hood kind of had mentioned she was interested and i was sitting on a bench and she comes and sits next to me and she goes, I want to be the best. And I was like, okay, Dang. what are you asking me? And she was like, I, I want you to coach for me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we were not dating at this point, right? We were not dating at this point. No, we were just besties. Just friends. Yep. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. So what are, like, what is the reason that most people come to you for individualized programming? Let's start there. What do people want? They probably suck at something. Okay. Um, or they just went to a local, the open, or some qualifier and didn't do as well as they wanted to. That's uh, that's typically how it goes. Um, say Myrtle Beach, the up dog. What is it called now? Beach Town Throwdown. Beach uh, Throw Up, Up Dog beach Downtown. Throw up, beach Throw Up, CrossFit Up Dog Town. <laughs> Rolls around that next week, if I do like any promoting, uh, which I guess we'll get into in a little bit. Um, so say I post like Christian lifting or you lifting and, uh, or any of my athletes lifting and in Myrtle beach just happened. I'll, I'll have two or three people email me interested. They're like, I came in eighth. Mm -hmm. I'm good at these things, but I, I'm not great at these. Can you help me? That's, that's pretty much how it works. Um, for the, for the past, like three or four years. Yeah. So it takes like something for them to something they like. Yeah. It, you know, I came in eighth in, in Myrtle Beach and I want to own a podium next year. Can yeah. Like they realized they weren't as good as they wanted to be. Yeah. They're yeah. like, my workouts in my garage that I'm writing up myself aren't cutting it. Yeah. Or like the group class that I'm doing. Group class ain't doing it. Yep. Uh, yeah. We had, 
we had 90 toes to bar and um, at this competition and classes usually have 30. So I'm like, well, yeah, that's what I want to kind of dive into. Like, I think a lot of people, I think obviously the group classes are amazing and every, that's kind of how everyone starts, especially with CrossFit. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. at what point are you not getting out what you want from the group class? Like, I think that's how I made the transition of like, I wanted more. I wanted to be better. I didn't just want fitness anymore. Like, what are your thoughts on the, the group class versus like the comp group versus the individualized programming? What are the differences? Class programming is going to be super general. Um, and I think, man, if your class programming is not the worst thing in the world, you could do decent in like a qualifier, we'll say. If you follow it, or not if you follow it, if you just go in and you hit the intensity that's supposed to be hit at and it is well-rounded enough. Um but if you go to a competition, and I could go into a rabbit hole about this, about programming, um, local comps. Yeah. Please, please reach out for help. Uh, <laughs> that was your time. Local, local comps, y'all need help. But it also depends on who they're trying to reach. Sure. If you go to, so there's the difference. If you go to, you know, locals where it's three rounds of 21 cal row, 15 wall balls and three handstand pushups, you'll probably be okay in a class. But if you go to something like uh, like Crash, mm -hmm. where me and him program very similar similarly, and it's he's gonna make sure he finds like uh, your weaknesses and the separators are gonna be programmed, a class workout is um, is not gonna cut it because you're gonna get to the point where um, you have 150 GHDs and your class never programs though and you're in trouble, right? Oof. So following just a, a basic um, competition programming, like say Mayhem or Comp Train mm -hmm. is, is good. But again, if you say you can't do like strict handstand pushups, they're, they're not going to um, like dial in that weakness and progress that exactly for you. Um, you'll have to still put your own substitutes in. Um, Mayhem does a good job of reaching back. I don't know if some of them, the other ones do, um, but also, the, you know, they have 800 people and they can't respond back to anybody. So you'll still have to be doing some of your scales. So it's still, there still could be workouts each day that aren't the best use of your time. Mm. Okay, An individual coach should make sure that hour is the best use of your time. Um, I'm kind of going back and forth with this in my mind with some of my people who have an hour to train. So I'm like, do we fit? What if they need like 35 minutes of echo bike, but then it's like, what do you want to do before or after that? But it's like, does my client really need to echo bike for 35 minutes or, you know, um, an individualized coach will make sure if Johnny has one hour to train and he knows, he knows they work nine to five. So getting to gym at five 30 to six 30, you have an hour to train that your coach should make sure that's like that hour. When I walk out of the gym, I got better. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did my power cleans that I know I needed to. I'm, I'm, my pull is weak off the floor. Um, so I did some clean liftoffs or something. I'm not good at handstand pushups. So I, I got my handstand pushup aggression in. And then my double pulling under fatigue is not great. So I did some light rowing and toes to bar. So boom, I walked out the door better. Um, and that's kind of where that whole, that snowball like falls into play. If I follow Mayhem, yeah, it's great. I love Mayhem. I, I like, I um, loosely follow what's Rich doing, but it, it's not going to tailor exactly to my weaknesses, but it will cover pretty much all your bases at a local class programming might be okay in a qualifier, but you're going to hit that top end volume and like a, a max lift or uh, the, the separator type movements like GHDs and muscle ups. And it's just not going to be there. Cause that's not what a class is about class is about general prepared general fitness, you know? Yeah. Like classes are so varied too. Right. Like depending mm -hmm. on who's programming and the, the coach and the gym, like you could do a movement and then not see that movement again for two to three weeks because mm -hmm. CrossFit brags that it's constantly varied, but then right. like, are you getting better at that thing? It's just what you talked about earlier with the summer problem. Yeah. And then people are pissed that they can't do toast bar, but they mm -hmm. never work on toast bar. And I, I love what you said about like, what's the best use of your time and I think like it's so much more than fitness when you're 
you know, on individualized programming. Like I think you obviously work with people that are probably new to CrossFit and then people who are going to the games, Mm -hmm. but it's never, it's not usually just like, let's learn how to work out for an hour. It's like, let's train, let's compete. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's a different mindset. Like, what are you, I know that in a week (laughs) I am going to focus on all of my weaknesses, hit all the, like the big lifts, the bang for my buck, and I'm going to get better. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very specific. I think also like things being specific programmed for your weaknesses is way more motivating. It's like, when I look at a mayhem workout, I'm like, this isn't written for me. So I'm going to massively scale it. Right. And I'm probably not going to get that much of a benefit because I'm so fatigued from the 40 handstand pushups and the hundred mm-hmm. handstand walk that I can't row for 12 calories or 40 calories, whatever it's going to ask of me. You did 72 handstand pushups today though. Really? Like a queen. Yeah. Oh, great. You did, you did 54 in your workout and then 16 strict beforehand. Yeah. I mean like catch me at the games next year. <laughs> You'll be here next year. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So speaking of the games, so what is your experience like with the CrossFit games, with getting athletes to the CrossFit games? So last year, um, me and Jason Hopper, well, Jason Hopper hit a just absolute home run at Mac. And it was, it was one of my favorite weekends of all time. Um, we got there on Friday. Uh, do you want me to talk about leading up before that? So Yeah, I mean, we, you... Yeah, I, I met Jason in like 2018 or 19. And I still remember today, me and Christian, like just finished a workout and we were sitting in the back of the gym and he goes, can y'all teach me how to handstand walk? This is like two years ago. That's okay. Crazy. And then, then I had like the comp group one day or so Jason Brunson, the guy who owns um, CCF now, <clears throat> he's like, I got a guy I want you to work with. And I was like, okay. And and uh, so he came and uh, he would work at Athletes Arena, but come train with the comp group sometimes. And I, I gave the group like some rowing intervals. And this dude was like conversationally paced, holding like 2000 cows per hour. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> on the opposite spectrum, he could deadlift like 500 change in front squat, like 400 pounds. So I was like, you got two of the things that take the most time to like get um, besides like females, upper body pulling or impressing. Yeah. I was like, but for a dude you don't need to spend an hour on the rower and we don't have to spend four hours strength training. So we just like, it, it was cool. We, we taught them to muscle up me and Christian and taught them to handstand walk. Um, and then I started programming for him individually. And then I moved to Baton Rouge and he thought he was like, well, I, I need somebody who's here with me all the time. And so there was a few months span of him going with Zach Taylor um, because Zach Taylor lived in Columbia and he's like, Zach's going to coach uh, for me because he lives here. Um, and me and him kind of stayed in touch while I was in Baton Rouge. And then he, he reached out to me one time and he's like, I have this today. What should I do instead? And, um, and I was like, honestly, man, that's just like, what you have today is just not it. <laughs> like it, this is a class workout and it's 20, it was now 2020. I was like, dude, this is not like, this isn't it. Um, and he goes, well, what should I should do? And I was like, well, it should look like this. And he's like, wait, what in the world? He's like, like five sets every six, 20 cal row, 100 foot handstand walk, 20 G. He's like, he's like, this is crazy. These all these, I was like, yes, that's what your, that's what you, your day should look like. Um, and he was mind blown by that. And then from there, we picked back up and I was programmed for him. Then I moved, um, then I moved back to Charleston and, and uh, which he liked. I didn't see him much more, but I was closer. And uh, he, Let's see. I, I drove up from Charleston to quarterfinals and uh, I was with him that weekend. And that was really cool. He won the quarterfinal workout row wall ball. And it was cool to see in his. Uh, so 90 percent of his training was trying to be small. We were trying to be like uh, like wide stance squatting, um, catching the wall ball at the bottom. Uh, how wide can we put our handstand push up and how like small can we make our kip? How tight can we make our toes bar? Because he's a long, tall boy. And uh it was funny. He sent me a picture. I put win, win the world training. And he had like three rounds of 50 cal row, 50 wall balls. And the quarterfinals workout got released is 120 wall balls, 120 cal row for time. And he screenshotted this to me. He's like, look what I just did through. I was like, I know. And uh, he won that workout in the whole world. And that was awesome. 
That's awesome. Then we, so we get to Mac, me, Christian, Jason, Grace, and drive up to Mac. Um, and that Friday night, he was like, man, if I can just snatch, two, I think it was 265. He goes, I'll, I'll win the whole thing. And then it changed. He's like, if I can just snatch 285, I'll, I'll win the whole thing. If I can just snatch 285. And I was like, all right. Um, he missed a like 245 snatch earlier in that week and he was he was nervous he was losing it and I was like dude you're going to be okay you're a gamer okay so he was he probably hadn't snatched 250 the previous like few weeks the snatch was like feeling a little off first event announced max snatch all right and we had timed it up to the t I said you're going to do a snatch every two minutes until they call you to the to the um corral area he hit one every two minutes until the corral area missed 265 Okay. And I was like, dude, do you want to go back down to 245 and hit a successful list before we go to the crowd? And he's like, no. And he storms off to the crowd area. And I was like, here we go. So I start from the crowd area up to my seat. He opens, naturally opens with 265 and nails it. Then looks around. He's like storming in the back, 285, nails it. And 285 would be a 10 pounds under his PR. So he loads up 295 looks around strips his clamps off throws on 300 nails it it was epic we we lost it and then um i think event two later that night was the one he was i said i told him i was like this is the workout i think you're gonna win and he goes no it has 44 chest bars or something no 45 30 18 chest bar i'm like dude it also has ski and torque tank you ignoramus okay i was like, just trust me he gets off that ski i think like second to Travis Williams, who came out guns blazing, and then they mm-hmm. torque tank, chest bar. By the time he's pushing that torque tank back, he's all by himself. I was like, uh-oh. And I was like, he's about to win this freaking workout. We get to the skis, like, looking left and right, and I'm like, he's looking a little too much for my liking, but I, I know what he's doing. He goes back to the second torque tank, um, and all he has left is 30 chest bar, torque, ski, 18 chest bar, like the big set of chest bar is over. And uh, after that second sled push, that their second torque, and he was in the lead. I was like, oh, I was like, it's over. And uh, so he come out with a tied for first. And he was tied with like Travis Mayer, Scott Panchik, and all those guys who hit 300 snatch. I was like, dude, look at just look at the people you're in the name with. Like right now, like these are all the people that we used to look up to and you're worried about. And then event two, he wins. I was like, you just beat all these people, like the most stacked semifinal of all time. Yeah. Um, this would be the most stacked regional of all time. Um. And then we get, so we get back to our Airbnb Friday night and we kind of just all sit at the couch and we were all just like looking at each other in silence. We're like, what's about to happen? <laughs> Saturday morning, it comes out with that Gretel, like three clean and jerk, mm-hmm. three burpee, 10 rounds. And he's tall. And like, there's just so many little things that can go wrong. And it did. Oh, and he, I remember like, that. Yeah. yeah. He got like sixth. I was like, dude, you just had nine things go wrong. You got sixth place in a workout you're not supposed to do well in. Comes back later that night and it was run, wall ball, ring muscle up. And he wins that one. And yeah. it's him and like Travis Mayer going to head to head. So that was cool. And then, you know, while everybody's out probably recovering Saturday night or in their house, we're out at Walmart. We get our Jason Hopper shirts with Christian yeah. Road on. And that was, so that was epic. And then Saturday he sealed or Sunday he sealed the deal. So that was, that was probably the coolest weekend of, of my whole life driving back from Tennessee. And then two days later, he's on the phone with Matt O'Keefe. He's sponsored by Nike. It's just, it just took off from there. Yeah. I remember going into that weekend, we were like, do you think Jason Hopper could qualify? And we were like, maybe like he could, he also could go to last chance. And then yeah. I remember like once he won. Our goal that, was fifth. Yeah. It goal was, for him was fifth. And I don't think he really put up a fight with me for that goal. Like our goal was fifth. Yeah. We're like, let's get fifth, man. This, re, this semifinal is stacked. These dudes have all been here before. Uh, morning chalk up, put them as the dark night, getting sixth place. And yeah. right when we walked up, they did an interview with them. And uh, that was cool. Um, just like, obviously like we just walked into, and it's like Tennessee's basketball arena, like so historic there too. And Jason's already getting interviewed right out the gate, um, with a guy who put him at sixth place. And then by the end of Friday night, he's solely sitting at first. It was, it was awesome, man. Damn. It went from learning how to handstand walk and couldn't string together three muscle ups because his technique it had nothing to do with strength, obviously, um, yeah. to, uh, to winning a semifinal and making the games in two years. And wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, something else was going on in your life at that time. I'm making the games. You were also going to the games. Yep. That was also another very cool story. Um, 
if, if you have time for it. Do you have time for it? Yeah. We, uh, we moved from Baton Rouge to Charleston. And uh, at this point in time, with Christian dealing with the move and trying to find us a place to live, and I'm taking on a new job, she was like not exercising. She did a row bike ski. She loves to row bike ski for an hour. Nice and easy conversation pace. Might do a little GHD, a lot of hot girl shit. Okay. And, uh, and so we moved to Charleston and I, and I dropped into Rhapsody for the first time and we knew Steph and Owen went there. I did. And so I reached out to Stephanie. So I got there on like a Friday. I reached out to Stephanie to go to open gym with me on Sunday at 8 AM. She was retired mm -hmm. and she said, yes. So me and her trained together for the first time. Um, then that like Monday or Tuesday, Owen's in the gym and, uh, and they're like, Hey man, this like, this guy's pretty good. Um, like talking about me, they're like, we have, there's three of us. And I was like, well, y'all have no idea. I was like, my fiance is coming and she's better than everybody. You were engaged uh, at that point. Oh yeah. My girlfriend. I was like, my yeah. girlfriend's coming up, uh, in two weeks and she's better than everybody. I was like, but the thing is <laughs> I cannot speak to her about this. She told me not to bring up the open. Don't even mention it. We're not doing it. And I was like, okay. I was like, so Steph, your first task now, now, and now they're besties. Um, not official besties. Obviously that's you. Uh, I think they're official. It's okay. There can be another one. They're, best. they're like, I'm besties the of honor. That, term. that term works. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, they're a duo for sure. But I was like, Steph, you have to bring it up to her. I'm not. The Thursday of the first open announcement, we're like getting drinks at some like local restaurant in in Mount Pleasant because we just went and watched the Oceanside lacrosse game mm -hmm. and uh they announced wall walks so we're like we are definitely yeah. not doing the open like no shot um show up to the gym Friday morning and that's what the class is doing so we're like ah, I guess we'll do it and uh it turned out to be my score Steph's score Christian's score and like Zach Gibbons score and we were like 30th in the world we we're like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the whole world not the united states like so we were like oh this is weird it was like rhapsody fitness yeah they were like is that like what <laughs> um and we had never done a wall walk before i'm sure christian did when she was four learning gymnastics um and then you know week two went by uh it's not not a great workout for jared so i think owen and this other guy from rhapsody posted a score and like christian and somebody else and then again we were like 40th at that time and then the last workout of the open was um, like thruster than a max clean. And then all we did was move back up <laughs> um, because our girls are pretty good gymnastics and Owen cleaned a good bit. Um, and then also all of a sudden we qualify for quarterfinals, which isn't too difficult. And we're like, okay, well, this is cool. We, we might as well advance to this next stage. And uh, then quarterfinals, we finished even higher than the open. We're like, oh, okay, well, this is weird. And then we so then we started figuring out what semifinal we wanted to go to, and that was kind of a, a, a dispute or a debate. We'll say with the with the team, they wanted to go live, mm -hmm. um, they wanted to go to Vegas, and I was like, absolutely not. We need to stay right here at our house because we are not that good, and uh, and go from the gym. I was like, I asked him, I was like, do y'all want to go have fun at a semifinal or do you want to make the games? Yeah, and. Um, I don't know if Alan pulled some strings or what happened, but man, we got placed with virtual and uh, the workouts were pretty good for us. We won the lift. It got to finish with, with a, I got to finish with a, I don't know how else of a better finish for me than like a 300 foot handstand walk by myself. Um, <laughs> while like my girlfriend gets to like sit there and cheer me on. Um, that was and or like in our whole gym, I just got to sit there and cheer me on when time expired and, um, and I kicked down, I just, I broke into tears because I knew for a fact we were like in fourth at that time mm -hmm. and um, consider handstand walk would be probably the only movement I'm like elite elite at. So I knew if it finished with a 300 foot handstand walk and me, I was like, I knew we made it. And uh, Elliot came up and gave me a big hug and I just broke into tears. I, lost. Mm -hmm. I knew I knew we made the games at that point in time. And uh, it went from probably three months ago, I was training in my carport in Baton Rouge mm -hmm. with like no goal in mind at all i would like finish my workouts out of breath like on the ground be like what am i doing like why am i doing this and then like it just all fell into place and it was it was like america was special yeah like a month before y'all didn't even know where you were living no one yeah. christian and steph had never met y'all weren't working out with owen owen wasn't even working out that much owen wasn't working out steph was retired christian hadn't touched a barbell or did a gymnastics beside ghd in like four months 
Hmm. Um, shout out to aerobic work and, and taking time in the off season. If y'all want to take note of that, um, she was able to come back from starting in February and, and train and be okay. Um, so, so thanks to Miss Hannah, we all we we joined Rhapsody and and uh, and uh, kind of just fell into a very special situation and then and and we made the game. So that that made it very difficult because uh, then to go back to Jason, Jason was uh, he's a younger CrossFitter, so he's very into uh, Fraser. Um, and how Fraser was like spoon fed Snickers and, and, and babied and all of his like, uh, events and making sure he was like placed into the bathtub gently with four ice cubes and, and three starburst and all this BS that Jason got that in his mind. Cause he was now, um, under Matt O'Keefe. And I think that got in his head early on at the games because I wasn't there for him. I was actually there for him a lot, like at, at the games, the way it like spaced out, um, but he had that so much in his mind uh, that I think that got in his head and, and kind of messed up his first games experience. Um, we just got hit with the Bob early and often yeah. and, um, and a bunch of no reps on the toes to bar with me and Christian, and we could do toes to bar synchro with our eyes closed. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that kind of was like, that kind of got us on in, in our experience, but it was, it was a dream come true. Um, especially to do it with Christian. Was she, was she my fiance at the time then? When you were at the games. Yeah. It was like July, yeah, that, that July 3rd. Yeah, July and then um, August. So, you know, uh, we got last place and my whole goal was to make it to Sunday of the next year. I told Alan that in our little pre-team meeting. And then um, this, this could be for a whole nother day. I got cut from my own team and you know, now I'm here watching hopefully to be the best uh, water boy for Christian I can be and have some fun with my friends and watch I'm, I'm ready to watch everybody for sure especially the team division no I'm not so interested in the individual side anymore but yeah I have uh, to watch mayhem and and compete with uh Annie and them and Invictus and like I think I think it's gonna be awesome yeah it'll be fun I have so much FOMO I yeah. wish I was there <laughs> yeah you have we'll to go to back next year. Forage Kitchen we went there yesterday. We got okay. Some yep. That was the first place we went. Yeah, Amazing. it was one point three, point three from our hotel, so we walked. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. So, where can people find you and work with you if they want to work with you for remote coaching and programming? So, they, most people just DM me, reach out through Instagram. Um, I am also teaming up with No End Performance. And the announcement will be right after the games. So if you reach out to them and want to work with me specifically, um, that's how we can get connected. But uh, a simple a simple slide through the DMs is, is usually how it works. Always. It's always how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how you just kind of like slid in this big announcement very yeah. humbly that you're working with No End Performance now. That's super cool. Congrats. Yeah, yeah it gives me... It gives me an official platform and my athletes also kind of deserve that. Um, I, I think so. I'm, I'm excited for, for myself and, and then the no in crew and, uh, and, and also uh, half of the no in crew is going to be on our up and coming team for the games next year. Uh, we recruited Lindsay Lane from, from crash. Um, and Sergio. So that'd be cool. So working with them athletically and in the, in the business world, we'll say um, with, uh, with uh, my CrossFit remote programming. So that'd be, it would be very cool. Yeah. A lot of uh, big things ahead. We'll say. For sure. Mm -hmm. Last question. And then I'll, I'll let you go. Enjoy Madison. Yeah. What would you tell someone who like just wants to get better at everything and they love CrossFit they love, they want to compete, but they just feel like they need to get better at everything and they don't know what to do. Find a coach and let them take care of that for you. So, you know, most people I work with, obviously if you're reaching out and you have that issue, you're not a full-time CrossFitter. You probably have, you, or you have a job. So you should reach out to somebody like me. That is my job to figure out if you have 90 minutes in the gym, man, let me handle that. And I'll, I will make sure you're walking out that gym and at the end of that 90 minutes, knowing, knowing you got better, you don't have to walk out each day. Like, man, did I do this? Or should I have done that? Um, 
you don't have to worry about that because if, it, if you didn't hit it today on Tuesday when you walk in the gym or check your programming, that movement's coming. Um, I'm going to make sure you, you hit everything you need or, um, or, or hopefully whoever you hire as a coach will make sure um, you're, you're getting all the work in you need and, 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 and put trust in your coach. And uh, if, you're, if you're skeptical about it, maybe have like ask your coach if you can do like a pre-test and a post-test after six or eight weeks. And then if it's not the best fit for you, try another one. But really try to give your coach – um, give, give your coach some time to, um, you know, program and progress and, and, and put some trust in them and yeah, make it, sure. but also, also look in the mirror. Um, your coach can put out the best thing in the world, but if you're drinking six beers a night and not sleeping well, and, and, uh, you know, you're super stressed at work or you have all these external factors, just make sure you're looking in the mirror too. Um, so you're not wasting your money or wasting your time, um, and, or, or your coaches, or your so your coach is not thinking they're doing a bad job. You're not. You're doing all the because that's ten percent of it. You're the other ninety percent. You're not doing right, and you're wondering why your uh, snatch max is not going up. <laughs> you talking <laughs> to me specifically? <laughs> no. Oh God. <laughs> I feel attacked. Just not. I'm not drinking six beers every night. Just six Lacroix. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome, Jared. Thank you so much. This has been yeah. Great. Thank you. This is great. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.